Hello, and welcome back to the 32nd episode of Chalice of Hope. I hope you guys are all doing well on this splendid Sunday evening, or whatever time it may be, because I do know we do have some international listeners. I'm your host, Jason, and like I said in the last video, I work alongside a mental health startup in providing students with online stress management plans based on what your specified interests are, whether that be anxiety, body image, whatever it may be. The program itself creates a plan for you based on your own interests added on to such as visual, visual tasks, interactive tasks, writing, drawing, all of it is part of Neils, and I'm very happy that I'm able to provide free trials for students who are interested or who anyone who's interested in checking out Neils. And I'll link it in the description below. And I hope that you guys check it out. No matter how stressed you may feel, no matter what degree, I do truly believe that you should check it out. And I'm able to give you guys free access or free trial access. So make sure you guys check it out in my form below, fill it out, and you will get free access to Neil. So also, as always, I'll leave my phone number below. So if you do want to text me anything, if you do want to say anything, words of encouragement, whether you need someone to listen to, I will try my best to respond and I will get back to you as soon as possible. But don't don't hesitate. You know, I'm always willing to listen and I'm always accepting of others. So just tell me anything and I will be happy to respond. So today's topic will be something which I listened to. It was a podcast. And I think one of the most interesting things was the content itself. And I wanted to talk about this because I think it's something which is pretty widespread, something which is you don't really think about it until someone actually brings it up. And I think it has to do with, you know, a society problem or, you know, it doesn't matter what scale it is, no matter what type of problem it is. I do think this topic goes in all directions. And I really want to connect it with how students think and how it's been affecting me or has affected me. So today's topic, which I will be focusing on is how people address problems or obstacles. And one of the things, or basically the entire topic of the podcast was talking about how people are so inclined to jump to solutions when trying to address a problem. And they think that the best way to solve a problem is to come up with a solution as quickly as possible or 
try to at least come up with one to just in the beginning. And I think that's something which it's an interesting topic. You know, people like their first instincts when they think of a problem is to a snap of a finger, think of a solution. They think that once they're given the problem, they need to think of a solution on the spot. But I don't think when looking at the bigger picture, I don't think that's a very viable topic or a very viable solution because you aren't given the entire picture unless you are willing to look at the entire picture. So these people, they think of a solution without much context or they think of a solution and they try to work backwards. And I think that's something which, you know, especially working in a group setting, I've noticed this a lot, especially with online Zoom happening. People, the first thing you do when you enter your breakout room with your group is to think of solutions or to just work on the problem and try to think of a solution as soon as possible. And I don't think that's smart because I think one of the aspects of finding a solution is the actual process. And I'll touch upon that later, but I want to talk about how I fell into this trap and how it's not only affected me, but many others. And I think, you know, just looking at it, you know, thinking about this topic, it seems logical. You know, like, it seems logical that I need to address the problem that people jump to solutions too quickly or they jump to conclusions too quickly before thinking about the actual background history, the research, the, the knowledge, and the questioning behind it. Like, it seems like it's common sense that, you know, you should first break down a problem before trying to come up with a solution. And I think this is something which it's universal because no matter what problem you have, you will need to break it down first before you can build it up and find that perfect solution. Or not even that perfect solution, you know, or just find a solution which works with the current problem at hand and you know maybe it's something with you know our generation that we're just taught to you know we're taught to always have the solution already we're taught to have some type of solution always or some type of answer to the problem without much history or much background information and i think that's something which is i don't think it's good you know you know it's not good when there has to be a podcast talking about people who need to first break the problem into its parts before trying to solve it and you know i think one of the things is it doesn't matter how long you come up or let me rephrase it. I don't think it's important of time. 
it doesn't matter how long it takes for you to break down the problem and then find a solution. The thing is what you learned. What did you actually learn from it and how did it help to create the solution? And the topic which this podcast talked about was breaking the problem into three parts. And the first part was acknowledging the problem. I think this part is something which is so overlooked, yet is so crucial to actually addressing the problem. And that is, you know, like I said, you need to first acknowledge the problem. You need to first actually address what the problem is. You know, whether it be something, you know, like one of your friends is struggling. So what do you so what do you do? That's your problem. What is how do you help your friend? Or you know, I did poorly on this test. That's the problem. So that's your first step. You need to actually physically address what the problem is. And I think you know people don't really think this is a valuable step. But if you look at it with the context that I'm talking about, if you jump, if you're trying to think of a solution without actually addressing what the problem is, then you're not really thinking of a solution. You're just thinking of an answer. And I think an answer isn't always right. And, you know, I think, you know, just talking about this topic seems like, you know, it seems generic, you know, like, why do I need to talk about this? But, you know, I think one of the things which I often look over is, or overlook, and I think a lot of society overlooks is the fact that you don't respect the small things. You don't really acknowledge and utilize the small things, but they're fundamental for building upwards. And I think that's something which a lot of people struggle with. You know, they think they can build a house without a foundation. They think that they can, they can, you know, play video games without electricity, you know, it's like, it doesn't make any sense. You know, like you can have the house, you can have the computer, but if you don't have the internet or the foundation, then you're not able to actually do it. And that leads, you know, to the second part of the framework, and that is actually structuring the problem. And this is something which I think I've started to focus on a lot. The second part, I think, is the most important part of the actual framework and that is now that you have addressed the problem now you're trying to find the cause of it you're trying to find the cause of the problem which you just acknowledge and this part is it's not very clear-cut and this is the part where you know you have to actually think about you have to actually question and you know use your brain and you know going back to my scenarios you know, I did poorly on my tests. Why did I do poorly? You know, there's numerous factors, you know. I didn't study. I didn't study well enough. My my methodology of study was wrong. You know, I just, I wasn't listening to lectures. I wasn't doing homework. You know, these, these are all structures of the problem. But, you know, since you're in the structure, you need to actually narrow it down. You know, because... A lot of times, you know, you can think of causes to the solution or causes to the problem, but some of them aren't practical for the specified 
the specified, you know, niche question. And, you know, my other one was, you know, why is my friend sad? You know, was he having a hard day? You know, is he, is he, you know, going through something rough? You know, is he just feeling lonely? You know, is he just struggling? You know, all these are part of the solution. And I think people don't realize that you need to first think of these questions before actually thinking of a solution. You know, you're not able to create the best result by trying to think of a solution and then going backwards to think about this. Because all you're doing is just wasting time because the solution which you first came up with won't have back to, you won't have a backbone, a foundation. But you need to first create the foundation to have a strong solution. And, you know, I think this part is so crucial, so crucial to, you know, teamwork. This is the part where you, you know, as a team, this is where, you know, your, your creativity and your, you know, your teamwork, your communication come in. This is where, you know, you actually start to use your knit and grit of research, talking, looking at the context, you know, because sometimes, you know, sometimes, you know, the answer is right in front of you, you know, but many times the answer isn't. The answer is, you know, it's it's slightly in front of you, but part of it is you don't know. And one of the things about that is through collaboration, you're able to first look at the part which is in front of you, pull it, you know, open the door for that, and now you see the other part of it. But getting there is hard because that is where you need to use your creativity, your analytic, your analysis, your, your problem solving. And, you know, this segues into the last part too, which builds off of, you know, that aspect of creativity, you know, using your communication and trying to think of solutions. And that is actually thinking of a solution. And, you know, one of the things which I talk about and I focus on this aspect is the last step is the solution, not the first step. Or, you know, it's not like, you're going from thinking of the problems and going to the solution to going back to, you know, looking at the problems and going back to the solution. You know, that that's like, it's like a roller coaster, you know, for this. It's, it's like a linear thought process, but it's not really linear because there are going to be parts which require more thinking. It's more like a chronological order. Yeah, I like that better. And finding your solution, this is another very important topic. And something which I think it's only deserving when it's last, because you've done your research, you have all your, you have all your information, you have your questions, you have your possible problems. So now you're using everything that you have to think of a solution. And one of the things which, one of the things which is extremely important is that you aren't able to get to the solution if you don't have you know you, this this the process that you've been through you know you, you didn't really think about the problem you didn't think about its causes and you know I'm hammering this down because I think people don't really use people don't really think like this you know you know people people think that you know, like some of the steps that I talked about aren't important, so that they skip it. 
<laughs> but you can't skip it because every step is crucial. You know, that's like, that's like trying to turn on a lamp without plugging it in into the electricity or like into the outlet. Like you can, you can flip the switch you know, you can press the on button, but it won't turn on because you skipped an important step of something as small as plugging it into the outlet. So now let's think of it as a problem. Now, let's say you skip multiple parts of that, not just one step. You, you skip multiple parts of it, and you, you're trying to cheat your way through to trying to find the solution. Will that solution be good? Majority of the time, it won't. Because, you know, you, you've effectively just skipped the parts that will lead to your solution. And, you know, I think... You know, something which, it's, I don't know, it just seems like I'm talking about the basics. You know, it's like, it's like something which is like basics to solving a problem 101 or something like that. You know, it's like, why, you know, why am I being taught this in high school or college? My bad. You know, why wasn't I really taught about this in, you know, high school? You know, you think, you learn about the scientific method, you know? And, you know, that makes perfect sense. And now that, like, you learn it, you know, oftentimes people don't utilize it. And, you know, people think that, you know, they can just skip a skip step or compromise in the process. But I can tell you that, you know, no matter how small or big it is, you know, sometimes you may get lucky, you know, and you may think of a solution while skipping steps. But, you know, now I want you to think about, you know, what if it doesn't work and you skip steps did you really learn no you didn't because you didn't learn from the process <laughs> all you did was you messed up without really learning about why you messed up and you know i think something which you know that goes along with the solution is the fact that you know sometimes your correct answers in the past may not necessarily guarantee that the same problem can be solved by the past solution. And that's something which, you know, it's, it makes sense, you know, it makes sense. You know, sometimes, you know, the problem at hand, it may have, similar aspects of you know the ones in the past but you know it may not be completely the same so how do you combat this you know you have the same problem but your past solution doesn't work so how do you go about this and this is where i look back onto this framework this is where i believe this framework is crucial this is where i believe this framework allows you to build off your past. It allows you to look and think about, you know, what, you know, maybe there are some aspects of your past solution which worked well, but then there are also some which are different. And that's why, you know, you need to look at this framework or, you know, use something similar to that. And, you know, because your past solution may only answer part of the solution, not the entirety of it. Because, you know, each solution may be unique. 
and and I think that's pretty interesting, you know. You know, I think something which a lot of people do, you know, even me, you know, I won't lie about that. You know, I've fallen into this trap. You know, I've, you know, the same problem comes up and I automatically just think that my past solution will work. But, you know, you know, there, there it, it may work. You know, sometimes, you know, your past solution may create, you know, an acceptable answer. But. You know, is it the best? Most of the time, it's not. Because, you know, there may be one part of it that's different. And, or, you know, the problem is just, it has maybe one aspect of your past solution, but it goes a completely different turn. But, you know, it's, it's something which, you know, it looks more of like how people think. And it's more about, you know, the interesting parts of, you know, how people, like, how people problem solve. You know, do people problem solve by looking at the solution in a new lens? Or do they problem solve by looking at the past solutions and changing it based on the current situation and you know that's what this podcast got me thinking you know like which one is better is it better to just think of a new solution or modify the past and you know if i were to if i were to be objective or you know if i were to look at it through you know like a company i would think that i would want to hire the person who can think of a new solution. And if you're able to think of a new solution that's more effective than the past, then your idea becomes the norm. And, you know, that, that got me thinking, you know, how do you, is there even such thing as a best solution? And I think, Yes and no. And I think yes in the sense that, you know, there may be a specific, you know, maybe like this one specific aspect of a problem, the solution will work perfectly. Like a hundred, like not even like, maybe not even a hundred, like it'll work. It makes the most sense and it's the most logical. But, you know, looking at it in a no sense, looking at it like a broader sense, is the solution good? And... I think no, because you know the problem which you just solved could evolve, and could evolve more intricate aspects. So now the solution which you just came up with won't work anymore because it just evolved and it became even more complex. And I think that's, you know, that that's the beauty of problem solving, and I think that's something which, you know people really value, you know, how fresh is your mind? You know, how, how, how do you think? And, you know, for me, I think what I think is, you know, 
I think my thought process is, I don't know, I think I have a very logical thought process. But, you know, I think, you know, when it comes to, like, video games or something, my my thinking becomes a little bit more different. But that also segues to the part of can your problem solving be better in different aspects? You know, in different, you know, like, I guess, areas. And I think, yes. You know, for me, I think, you know, my thought process is pretty decent in video games. You know, trying to think of a new way to do the same thing. But, you know, and when it comes to, you know, calculus, you know, when it comes to, like, these technical things, you know, I think that's where I, I lack. And I think that's something where a lot of people struggle with, you know, that they, they're good at problem solving in one aspect, in one area. But then when it comes to another part, you know, they're completely opposite. You know, they struggle because, you know, one of the things about problem solving is, experience but experience doesn't necessarily mean the best solution because experience means you may use your past so you know it's more like a paradox you know problem solving has two parts you know sometimes you want that fresh-minded person and they may create a good solution or you know sometimes you want that veteran who's been in the industry for so long to where you know they could just modify something which they used in the past but you know there comes downsides to that you know the person who's been in there for the you know for in the area for a long time and who's been you know i guess a professional you know problem solver their solution may not work and you know it may not be the best because they think what they worked in the past worked but, you know, when you look at the new person, you know, they may not have enough experience to know what is a good solution. So they may think of solutions or answers to the problem, but with the limited capacity, it may not be the best. So, you know, it's like, it's hard, you know, to even value or even, you know, try to measure problem solving. And, you know, I think that's something which is interesting. You know, it's like one of the things which you're always taught is, you know, you want to have the problem solving ability. Okay. So what does that mean? You know, do you want me to be the person who has all these, you know, solutions in my head and who can just pick and choose from all of them? Or do you want me to be the person who has, you know, these like ideas and who wants me to combine these ideas into one, like, you know, like Frankenstein solution or something? Or, you know, do you want me to, like, have a medium where, you know, I have these pre-existing solutions and I want to Frankenstein them into one big one? And, you know, I think that's where it comes down to, it's just based on your company. You know, is your company trying to create the next big thing? You know, or is, you know, your company trying to just, combat a solution or you know even with just normal people you know do you want to be that person you know who's who has you know those outlandish ideas or you know who have those outlandish solutions like thinking outside the box or you know do you want the logical one and you know i think that's all subjective it's just based on the circumstances
And with that, I would like to thank you guys for listening to the 32nd episode of Chalice of Hope. Yeah, today was, excuse me, yeah, today was pretty, it was a pretty interesting day, you know, because I was thinking about this, you know, it's like, what is problem solving, you know, like, what makes up problem solving? And why is this something which people want so much, yet is so hard to teach? And, you know, I hope that, you know, you think about this, you know, you think about, you know, actually taking the time to, you know, break down a solution into its parts, into its core parts. And I think that's something which, you know, I'm improving on because I need to achieve, I need to reroute how I think because it'll help me in the future. And like I said before, I'll link the Google form to sign up for the free trial access of Neil's, and I will also put my phone number in the description. So if you do need to text me, or if you just want to send me anything, words of encouragement, or just a question, I'd be more than happy to answer it. And with that, thank you guys for listening, and I hope you guys have a, an amazing Sunday night or whatever day it may be, and a good start of the week. Thank you guys for listening. And I hope to guy and I hope to see you guys next week. Bye.